Drum, Shuffle, Podcast. Hello, it's me again. From the Diner Prime Pantry in Nitro, West Virginia, this is Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. Bracket Talk with Neil Stone. Follow me on Instagram at UnreasonableDoubtWV, Twitter on Twitter at I'm Josh Witt, Facebook, you know. Did you get any friend requests today? <laughs> Did you send out any friend requests? That doesn't really happen on the Unreasonable Doubt Facebook page, but find it, hit the blue thumb, follow the podcast there. UnreasonableDoubtWV at gmail.com is the email address. Send me an email. I'll read it on this podcast. March Madness. Ah! It's March Madness. And I'm doing another Bracket Talk episode. Talked to Kevin Touch yesterday. Today I had the pleasure of talking with a friend of mine, Neil Stone. He has radio experience. (laughs) And he's knowledgeable about sports. And so he joined me last year for Bracket Talk. He joins me again this year. Without further ado, my interview with Neil Stone. Woody's Goodies Discount Store. Neil Stone, welcome back to Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I, I tell you, it's my favorite time of year. Baseball's starting up. March Madness is starting up. And I get a chance to come on here and talk with you. Oh, gosh. Well, I don't know. But I don't... <laughs> it all sounded sincere. Um, <laughs> so I'll just leave it at that. Uh, thank you for joining me once again. Uh, West Virginia season continues, but not in the NCAA tournament. Neil, you're a WVU fan. Give me your thoughts on the 2018-19 season. How did you process this season? Well, it's not it's not good when you have to pay somebody to allow you to play instead of getting paid to play at the end of the season, right? Um, but with all things considered, uh, the last three or four weeks of the season, I've I've enjoyed. Uh, you get rid of some people that are holding you down. You let some younger guys start playing. Uh, the future and. The whole time I'm sitting there holding my breath, hoping uh, uh, our big star coming in next year, uh, Tashibwe, doesn't uh, decide to go somewhere else because of how poorly we're playing. He's committed, though, right? He, he he's not he's not gonna he's not gonna bail. He's coming. Well, and the fact he didn't bail kind of makes me think that uh, maybe we're gonna have Kanate next year. They're both from the same area. Uh, they maybe him still being there maybe what's keeping him from uh, coming here. Interesting. I'm going to ask you about that later. Um, but WVU in the SAD tournament, any predictions on how far they're going to go? The way they played in the Big 12 tournament, I, I'm big on, and, and I'll get into it when we talk brackets, but I'm big on uh, uh, momentum. I'm big on how you're playing at the end of the year. I like the way our guys played against good competition in the Big 12, um, and you don't really have that in this tournament. Um, I mean, I think it's a good opportunity for them to uh, 
keep the young guys playing and actually be the big dogs on the court for once and see if they can actually put teams away. We'll see. We'll see. I'm hopeful and but it is what it is. It's a sad tournament. You can't get you can't get too <laughs> high or too low with the result of the sad tournament. No. Okay. And when you think about the beginning of uh Big 12 play, let a couple games go away, we might be in NIT instead of instead of this. It's possible, right? I mean, you you do that math of they they could have won, you know, the they were in the first four or five games in the Big 12 conference season before it went to pot. Right. So, yeah, maybe. But the sad tournament it is. So let's talk about the happy tournament, the NCAA's Big 12. They got six teams in the tournament. Neil Stone, which Big 12 team is going to make it the farthest this year? Oh, you've you've got me searching here. I, honestly, when when you've got, what was it, a five-seed five, five seed playing a three-seed in the Big 12 championship game, I don't really feel uh, real confident. I mean, they're beating up on each other. Uh, we've had seasons where uh, we've had teams a little bit more, uh, you know, higher above the the rest that still didn't do well. I will say this: this is the first year I haven't had Kansas uh, in at least the lead eight. Ooh, yeah. Well, it's interesting because if they get past their first two games, the games are in where the Big Twelve tournament was in Kansas City. Does that give yes. you any hope? I mean, theoretically, they would play most likely North Carolina, and North Carolina's really good. But any credence to essentially no. home games, or is it, or it is what it is, where they're starting four freshmen, and it's a, it's a, it's an uphill climb for them. I don't have them making it out of Salt Lake City. There you go. Okay, so let me let me get upsets. What? Looking at the brackets, give me a couple of upset specials, things that you see higher seeds making a splash in the tournament. Like I mentioned earlier, I, I really like to look at teams with momentum. I like to uh, I, I like to pick apart the the conferences that they come from. Um, I've got Florida State in the Elite Eight, mm. four, four seed uh, getting past Gonzaga, but the. The thing is, I, I really like Murray State. I was, I was flipping back and forth between Florida State and Murray State. Florida State had a good ACC tournament. They knocked uh, knocked out a couple good teams in UVA and Virginia Tech. I, I think they've got good momentum going into this tournament. Um, Oregon won their Pac-12 tournament. Uh, wouldn't have made it without. And uh, I've actually got them in the Sweet 16. Okay. Going- getting past uh, Wisconsin in the first round and then Kansas State in the second round. Good. I like I like those picks. Um, you know, we we played Murray State last year, correct? Yes. In the tournament. And Carter was guarding the guy that's an NBA prospect, so it's kind of unfair. But I, I don't remember. He wasn't awful in the game against the Mountaineers, but he didn't stand out. But I think Carter had something to do with that. Oh, yeah. And what? And he was a freshman last year, right? If, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, I remember going into that, everybody was talking about how they have this great point guard and they could really upset West Virginia. And the whole time, I'm thinking, we got Carter. You you can't you can't forget that, right? That's the best right. best defensive player in the nation 
is going up against this freshman. I like our odds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, let's go through. Let's give me. Let me give your final four picks from the East bracket. Who you have making it to Minneapolis? From the East, uh, I've got Duke. I believe uh, a Zion with uh, two good shoes uh, gets them all the way. <laughs> two good shoes and a, a a clean bill of health. It they've been they've only lost to Gonzaga this year. With everybody healthy. Right. So I just – Michigan State's top, I just don't – outside of them, I don't know who's going to get Duke. I, I think that bracket right there is the, is the closest thing you'll find on this whole – on the whole bracket to uh, what West Virginia is dealing with in the CBI. <laughs> well, we don't call it by the initials. We call it the SAD tournament here, but noted. Yes. All right. So uh, going down to the Gonzaga bracket, you have Gonzaga going out – to Murray State. Who do you have in the final four from the West? Michigan. They're ri- you know why I like Michigan this year? It, and I just look at the stats. They're defensive numbers. And, like, they're really good on defense this year for some strange reason. Not that they've been terrible before. But they <laughs> – Beeline's team's known for offense. But the defense is, is good this year. And I don't know what's changed besides the guys in there, but I think that's the difference, and that's how they get there this year. Well, and really, they've got kind of an easy road as well. Um, the way I've got them going, getting there is uh, just above them, Buffalo knocking off Texas Tech in the second round, which puts Buffalo against Michigan in the Sweet 16. And then then they'll go on to face uh, – I've got Florida State out there, and uh, – I think, you know, just like Duke, I just don't think there's much there in their in their way. Yeah. All right. Let's move to the South, the the Virginia bracket. Who do you have going to the Final Four from the South? Tennessee. Tennessee. You have you have faith in Rick Barnes. I do. Yep. <laughs> I do. It's unfair because they're they're really good. They have. They have older guys, experienced guys. We saw West Virginia play against them, and they just second half and late first half just did whatever they wanted. And they, they're they good. Williams is really good. Schofield is good. But I don't trust the coach. It's one of those, <laughs> let's see let's see you do it. Barnes has been to a Final Four, correct, with Texas? Yeah. yeah. So he's made it there. It's just I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm that's it's a anti Barnes pick. Me and but what, wasn't it also uh, with Kevin Durant? Durant didn't make it to the Final Four. Oh. No, they got bounced pretty early with Durant, which is which is bizarre. Yeah. All right. So Tennessee, but, that's that's a strong pick. Do Do you have Virginia making it past the first round? Yes, I've I've got Tennessee beating Virginia in the Elite Eight. Okay. <laughs> yes. All right, and then. Final bracket, the Midwest, North Carolina's bracket, Kentucky's in there. Who do you got coming out of the Midwest? UNC. Under the logic of they beat Duke twice? I mean, I don't – they're really good, right? I mean, I, all these teams are, are really good. I shouldn't I shouldn't keep saying that. But 27-6. and six. Well, I, I, I feel like that if they were in the SEC tournament, 
they could win the SEC tournament, and in order to get to the Final Four, they've got to get past Auburn and Kentucky on my bracket. And, yeah, I mean, like, the vision of Kentucky I have this year is, is the and it's unfair, but it's the early part of the season, the first game of the year where Duke just manhandled them. But they've they've been really good and and made it to the final of the SEC championship. But you've got North Carolina, so two ACC teams in the final four. Who do you think is going to be in the national championship, and who do you have winning it? Well, I've got a rematch of the ACC semifinal game of Duke and UNC, and the same logic I gave earlier. Uh, Zion with uh, two good shoes. I don't. I feel like uh, a little unstoppable right now. <laughs> the, the Tar Heels played them tight with Zion in the ACC tournament. I didn't watch that game because I was watching WVU lose to Kansas, but they played them tight. It was only a one-point game, right? They did. They did. Also, you got uh, he, he didn't play for, what, two or three weeks? Uh, th- that was his third night in a row playing. Um, I think now he's – going to have some time in between, you know, two games, then sitting the rest of the week. He'll be fresh. He'll be able to carry him through. Okay. Uh, I've talked to two people, and I think, and me included, we all have Duke so far. So I don't I don't feel great about that, but I, <laughs> I can't argue with your logic. <laughs> they have uh, – Williamson is, is amazing. So I – He's healthy. I think they they just win. So I don't. I, I've got Duke as well, and I don't like that, but I've got Duke as well. All right. I don't Go ahead. I don't either. Yeah. All right. So some rapid fire WVU questions before I get you out of here. Any more transfers out of the program? We got news that Dooms is out, Beatles gone, Wesley Harris moving on, Issa Mod. Even if he was on the team, he would have graduated. Do you have any other shoes dropping as far as guys leaving the program? I I can't see it. The only other person possible, I think I've heard rumors of Harler possibly graduating. Um, you know, his his time on the court kind of went down a little bit the last week or two uh, with these younger guys playing a lot. Uh, I could possibly see him moving on to uh, to you know, get more playing time somewhere else. Um, but no, I, I feel like everybody will stick around to see what happens. So you try, so Huggins is saying I'm seeking a red shirt for Kanate. So you have Kanate playing for WVU next season. I think so. I haven't talked to his brother about it yet. Right. I, see, I, that's I, the thing, right? But, is what, do, what do we know? about Kanate's situation, really. And I'm not talking about the injury part, just his intentions of what he right. wants to do. Well, I like the fact that he stuck around with the team. He traveled with the team. He's on the bench. He's excited watching them play. Right. Um, I mean, I, all that makes me feel like we could see him back in Morgantown next year. That'd be wild. Culver and Schwebe and Kanate. That's... Yep. That's something to think about. I I like that. And Gordon giving you five fouls off the bench. (laughs) (laughs) 
He is good for that. He he had some moments towards the end of the year. He had he had a game in the tournament in the Big Twelve tournament. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. Okay, how many more seasons do you have Derek Culver playing at WBU? And the options are one, two, or three. I'm going to say two. It's just because he's an undersized power player. I don't know if you know, we're considering him a power forward or center, what he would have to play going forward in the NBA, but he's undersized, whatever he would have to go up there to play. Um I mean, he makes me think of, like, Chuck Hayes, played at Kentucky, uh, somebody like that, 6'7". Uh, well, he's 6'10", six, six right, Neil? Like, he's he's not I, I, he's not a I, center, I, but right. he, he plays like a center for, for right. Huggins. That's what I'm saying, undersized. And that's why I was saying that Chuck Hayes route, because Chuck Hayes was, like, 6'7". Culver, he, he's going to be overmatched the way he, he plays – when he gets to the NBA. So two more years. I would, I'm hopeful for two years. We can agree. It's probably not going to be three based on this season. Right. Yeah. I, I, and plus he's got to play a complete season right now. He's considered uh, um, a possible uh, hindrance to a program. <laughs> oh, because of the, the suspension at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Right. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm excited. I mean, it's like just slow down five percent and know what to do with double teams. And he's strong, man. You're talking about Chuck Hayes. He shares that. He's a strong dude. Yeah. And and how many players or how many times have you seen so many players on one team who stumble and can't keep their feet it's underneath a, the basket? Oh, it's amazing, right? So I'm hopeful for the future. I would love to see Kanate back. All right, my final question, I'll leave you on this one. What happens first? WBU going back to the Final Four or your Washington Redskins making the NFC Championship? Which happens first? Oh, man. I'm surprised you didn't put me dying in there. (laughs) (laughs) We can add that option. So it's kind of morbid, but I'll ask it again. What happens first? WVU making the Final Four again. They've only been there twice, once in our lifetime. The Redskins making the NFC Championship, which that's happened in our lifetime, or you perishing from the earth. Well, I'll, I'll put it in, in an order. Okay. Uh, first, I'll, I'll go with the Redskins making the NFC Championship. Wow. Uh, just because it's happened multiple times between our Final Four appearances. Okay. I mean, i got to go with the statistics there. Okay. <laughs> but, but I like the fact that Huggins is there. We, you know, we've got Huggins there for, for years. We don't, we don't have to deal with Catlett, you know, and, and Beeline only being with us for five years. Uh, we've got somebody who's stable there, who, who wants to be there. Um, and, and knows how to bring good players in. So I I really do think I think we could see a final four run uh before that was, that was a joke but I think I think final four would come first. Okay, okay so wait a minute before you passing you gave me yes. numbers but I'm confused. Okay, so Redskins first, WVU second, you perishing third. Yes. Okay. 
<laughs> that makes that less morbid, I guess. You putting that third. It'd be weird if you said uh, you perishing first or second. But we'll take it. All right, man. I appreciate you coming on again, getting some insight besides my goopy stuff. Thank you for joining me, Neil Stone, on Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. Yes, sir. Thank you. Dire Prime Creative Group. Big thanks to Neil Stone for joining me again this year. Enjoy his insights. Really enjoyed adding that third option, (laughs) that dark option of what happens first. Three for three now if you're keeping track. All three perspectives from this podcast has Duke winning it with a healthy Zion Williamson. So what that obviously means is that If everybody agrees on something regarding the NCAA tournament, it's going to happen. (laughs) Right? That's always how it pans out, right? Or it doesn't. We'll find out. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms. Anchor.fm Apple Podcasts Overcast Radio Public Spotify Do me a favor and subscribe to this podcast. Number one, it helps the podcast. Number two, if you want to hear episodes, you don't have to press anything. If you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, it will automatically download onto your device. So it's just easier. It helps me and it's easier. So don't even do the other things. Just subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. I appreciate that. Tomorrow, we're going to talk with Jeff Chappelle, we being me, for the final installment of Bracket Talk, as well as rehash the Grand Canyon game. So that's tomorrow. Until then, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Doubt, WVU for the 2018-19 season. 14 wins, 20 losses.